Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Serviced Accommodation Secrets. This is a very special one because momentous time has come for me to stop doing service accommodation secrets myself, but it's not all about me. It's all about you guys as a community and serving you. So I'm very happy to say that Linda O'Rourke is going to take over the whole podcast, the whole service accommodation secrets brand. So I'm very thrilled to invite you here today, Linda. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Sally. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Oh, well, it's a great adventure, a great adventure. Mm-hmm. And everyone will hear so much more from you because you'll be doing the podcast, you'll be uh, leading the Facebook page and group, and you're already looking after the service accommodation secrets of WhatsApp group. So if anyone doesn't know about that, it's a community of experienced people new people and somewhere in between and there's Linda but lots of other hosts in there who all help each other so drop us a message if you'd like to join that too but we're here to get to know Linda and more about you and your um, serviced apartment business so would you like to tell us where you're based and really introduce yourself to us all please Linda Okay, thanks, Sally. So, yep, so I'm Linda O'Rourke. Um, I have a service accommodation business branded under Heron's Rest Properties Limited, and we are based in Staines upon Thames, which, for anyone that doesn't know, is right near Heathrow Airport. Um, so, quite a sort of good location, really. Um, the reason my properties business is called Heron's Rest Properties is because I used to own a property on the river called Heron's Rest. And I loved the name and I thought, oh, I just want to keep the name. So I branded my business. Anything I do is Heron's Rest. So, so yeah, that's the reason. That's that's why we called that. And it's not, it's obviously not, doesn't say service accommodation in there, but it says properties. So, so that's why it's called I, that. I like that. That's a very personal touch as well. But it's rest is key, isn't it? For anyone staying in a service yep. apartment or service uh-huh. accommodation of any kind. So that's all cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. And what made you get started in this business in the first place, would you say? Well, that's an interesting one because mm-hmm. I, I've i always been in property. So my husband and I for years used to buy properties that were run down and we would move in them, we would do them up, extend them, whatever, and sell them and then move on to the next one. So we did that for about 15 years. Um, and then the recession hit and sort of everything changed. That was in 2008. Um, and we sort of stopped doing that and we sold everything we had and then sort of moved into to rented accommodation ourselves um, and the plan was always to get back on the property ladder but things moved so quick in the property world that that didn't seem a possibility anymore that we were ever going to get back on so I thought well I still want to be in property somehow so I took some property training courses to sort of give me a bit more knowledge on you know things that we could do and sort of blown away by the strategies that are out there that you know never even knew existed so you know definitely learned a lot from it um one of those that I did I think was a one day 
um, training on service accommodation. And at the time, didn't really sort of think of that as being something I might do. Um, I think it actually might not have even been service accommodation. I think it might have been a like a rent to rent training. And obviously service accommodation was mentioned as part of that. So at the time I was looking at property investing and, and buying property. So it sort of didn't really fall into my radar. Um, and then I did a dual packaging course. And as part of the dual back packaging course, the uh, person running the course said to me, oh, service accommodation in your area is really good. You should try and package service accommodation deals. So I was like, okay, I'll sort of take a look at that. Went out, um, found a landlord that had a, a brand new block of flats that he converted from an office. It was an office that I'd constantly looked at thinking, I'd love to get that office converted, but it was yeah. his building. <laughs> <laughs> and he converted it so he turned it into flats and I'd already built up a bit of a relationship with the estate agent she said oh you know come and have a look and and see if you might be interested in, in doing that there so I met the landlord at the property had an investor that was interested in the whole block put together the deal with the landlord and said Jade you know the investor's interested wants the whole block sent all the numbers to the to the investor and then the investor sort of came back and went to me oh your numbers are rubbish you don't know what you're talking about and it like it completely threw me and I was like oh maybe I don't maybe I don't know enough and you know like when someone says something to you and it just knocks your confidence mm. it really did and I thought oh maybe I don't maybe I don't know enough and he went no I'm not interested so I was like okay and, and just left that and then I found a, a one apartment on its own which was in a really lovely building had a balcony with a concierge everything else and i wrapped all the numbers up in that and I spoke to my mentor and I said to my mentor look I've got this deal do you think I've missed anything is there something I don't know some numbers I haven't missed and he looked he went no he said that's a fantastic deal Linda and the question I'd ask myself is why are you not doing it and I said well I don't know anything about service accommodation so I said I, I don't really know that I could do it he went trust me Linda you can do it and that is a really good deal and if I was you I wouldn't sell it for a one-off fee I'd go out there and do it and get a recurring like income for yourself. And I was like, awesome. oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> I went, okay, then I'll do it. So my daughter does this business with me as well. Okay. And, um, we both, you know, decided, okay, let's just go for it. So we did, we went for it. We took the apartment on. Um, we made lots of mistakes. There's things that we didn't sort of take account of. We spent too much money. Um, we got too excited and, and we did make lots of mistakes and start off with the business sort of didn't really earn much money. But we did get constant bookings and we constantly got really good reviews. So we're yeah. like, okay, well, we, we know what we've done wrong now. Mm. Let's try some try another one. So yeah. at the same time, the very landlord that I'd gone to for the whole block contacted me and said to me, are you still interested? Because I've still got three that haven't rented okay be interested in taking those on I said actually yeah I, I said I wouldn't mind actually taking one of them on so we went back again had a chat with him um and basically the deal we came to was that if I would take all three he would JV with me on one of them so then he was obviously covering some of the rent on that one and he gave us lower rents as well um so I was like oh, okay I wasn't planning on taking three but let's go for it let's just do it let's just this you know we know we can do this we know we can make it work so we went for it and we did it and that was in feb just trying to think now when did the pandemic start was it 2020, 2020. yeah so that was in feb 2020 
and then we'll uh-huh. in March 2020 what happened I was like oh, yeah. what <laughs> have I done <laughs> big breath the world <laughs> changed for a while yeah exactly but luckily we we got contractors in and they and people who were self-isolating excuse me and um yeah we we survived we got through and you know we came out the other end and and done really well so yes that's really sort of how I got into it it was it wasn't something I ever envisaged doing but once I was in it I realized actually I really quite like this and I'm quite good at it I quite like the the service element of it and I don't know if you've ever heard of um oh god what's it called the genius um, test. Oh God, I can't think what it's called now. It's like a test you do where it's not a test. It's that you answer questions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a wealth dynamics profile, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it tells you your your sort of profile and yeah. what, what you're sort of good at. And service was one of the things that came out top for me is, is I should be in yeah. this industry. Mm-hmm. The one that came out bottom for me was the job I do every day. So <laughs> interesting. Love it, love oh, it. Yeah. Service is definitely where I want to be. <laughs> oh, it is very much all about service, isn't it? Because it's yeah. so. Much, I mean, it's people, isn't it? Anything can yeah. happen at any moment. And yeah. I think I love your journey. It's really interesting, and I showed you a few things there, like the power of a mentor who said, mm. "Why aren't you doing it?" The yeah. numbers, I'm sure you were good at, because that's your area of expertise as well as service, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, and you obviously learned so much from all those mistakes that you can now um, pass on to others not to do and incorporate all your learnings and everything. So that sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's good. And lockdown was really interesting as well, wasn't it? Because service accommodation generally was really useful for everybody in the pandemic, wasn't it? Being so flexible as accommodation. So, well, and hotels were shut, weren't they? And everything. So, yeah, that was a really um, strange time, but quite a strong time in terms of, well, just helping people. Yeah, this is it. I mean, we were quite lucky. So we had self-isolators for quite a few months. And then we had a firm of engineers that found us and absolutely loved being in our apartments. And all right, they weren't paying what we would normally have expected to get, but we covered our costs. And, you know, we kept ourselves going. And matter of fact, they were actually gutted when everything got back to normal, their boss said, oh, you've got to go back in a hotel now. <laughs> so, they didn't want to, no. Their boss just wouldn't let him. He's like, no, you've got to go back in a hotel. You're like, Premier Inn, £30 a night. Yeah. Sort of thing. They were like, I hate Premier Inn, but we've got to do what the boss says. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. bless. No, I think it did change a lot of things. But yeah, obviously some people did go back to what they'd done before. Yeah. You know, it changed a lot of things generally, didn't it, everywhere. Uh-huh. And um, it's very exciting that you're keen to become the new Service Accommodation Secrets host. So what is it that makes you want to do that? And what would you like to bring to it as well? Well, again, as part of like the service element of me, I do love helping people. It's something I've always, always, whatever I do, I've always enjoyed helping people. So if I can see someone flourish from something that I know and I can help them with that you know and there's even things that sometimes I don't know and I'm I'm happy to sort of go and find out about stuff so you know even sort of in my day job I've got a couple of young ladies that were um, carers and they were studying for um, a bookkeeping qualification but couldn't get a job 
So I took them on and I, I mentored them basically and helped them. And that's the sort of thing I love doing. Someone did it for me many years ago. And it's something I've always said I, I want to return and to offer to other people. So it's a journey I was already going down that, you know, many times people would ask me questions and I'll help them. I've even an estate agent, ironically, actually picked my brains and set himself up as a service accommodation operator after speaking to me. So, and uh, it's just something I like doing. So I just thought, you know, you've done really well at this. You're, you've been really good. You've helped a lot of people. You've helped me, you know, and I just thought who, what better person to sort of follow in the step, footsteps of than, than yourself. So, you know, when you gave me that opportunity, I was like, absolutely. It, it's where I'm already going. So definitely would be happy to take that all over for you. So. Oh, well, it's brilliant because, uh, I don't know, it's really fantastic to empower people, isn't it? Yeah. And as you say, it's not necessarily about having all the answers, but also it's a very, um, well, obviously, people-centred industry. So there's lots of people you can ask, lots of uh -huh. places you can find out information too. And I love the fact that it is such a community and we all help each other. So Yeah, I do. Yeah, in fact, that's probably what got us through lockdown really well too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh well, I think that's just so exciting because we do mm -hmm. have the WhatsApp community as well with people in all sorts of different stages of their businesses as well. Yeah. And um, I know you help them mm. on, a, on a daily basis now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to uh, jump on WhatsApp more than I ever used to, I must admit. So, because trouble is, I don't get notifications on my phone always, so I miss things, and it's like oh, just go on and check. So, yeah, even though you set the notifications up, they don't seem to work for some reason. So, I have to actually, I had to switch all mine off because I'm in so many groups. Uh, I just have a habit <laughs> of checking. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all cool. But. Yeah. So lots of people have helped you. So what would you say was the most valuable lesson that you've ever learned? Oh, it's funny. I think it's uh, the one statement that probably Richard Branson always says, you know, if someone gives you an opportunity, don't worry about it if you can't do it, go ahead and try it. And that's exactly what I did. You know, it was to me, sometimes you can spend too long worrying and procrastinating and thinking, oh, I've got to do this right. I've got to do that right. Sometimes the best way it's just to try something and you know don't get me wrong I'm not saying to people go out there and go and put yourself into debt and, and get something that you know may never work feel sort of fairly confident that you know that you can do it but the best way you can learn something which is how I to be fair I've always learned I don't have a single qualification to my name because I'm not an exam person I'm a doer I'm a get on and try it girl and I think that's quite important for people don't don't just wait around because time's passing us by you yeah. know you've got to make the move and just try something and the good thing with that I think the rent to rent strategy is you can do it in a fairly economical way and you can get a get out clause so yeah. you know so I think that's quite a good strategy for people who do want to maybe give it a go yeah and, you know start out like that so yeah that that would be what I would say I've learned is just just go for it and do it so yeah yeah sometimes you can just procrastinate and try and make it perfect and you never do it so I totally agree take the opportunity when it comes yeah. love that one that's really cool and so obviously there's lots going on in the world of property and well there's always lots going on in the world generally but what would you say would be the best advice for newbies at the moment to anyone who's looking to start out in service accommodation 
be sure that it's what you want to do, I would think, because, you know, it is quite a, a, a people sort of type of business. You've got to be prepared to step out and do things sometimes that maybe, you know, you wouldn't choose to do. I mean, a, a typical example of that would have been, um, I had a guest come in, uh, their check-in time was, was three o'clock as normal. They'd ordered a food delivery to come to the property for, I think it was four o'clock in the afternoon. Their train got delayed. So it meant they weren't going to get to the property until seven o'clock. So they were worried that obviously their food delivery would come, would be taken away. So I said, no worries. That's not, that's fine. I'm just up the road. I'll pop over there. I'll wait for your food delivery. It came, I took it out, put, put the stuff in the fridge, freezer, whatever needed to go in there and then left it for them. Now, my husband went to me, why would you do that? <laughs> it's part of my business. It's what I do. Yes. I'm offering a service. And if I can make that journey easier for somebody, mm. then that's what I'm prepared to do. So I think you need to understand it is a, a service industry. And if it's, you know, if you're happy to do things and you do have to deal with people and, you know, you will get awkward people. So you've got yeah. to be able to, to be able to do that without taking it personally. So I think, you know, that would be sort of key elements, I would say, for anybody that wants to get into service accommodation. Yeah, it's true. So if you can't be there yourself, you have to be able to delegate it to somebody who can be there if you're remote mm -hmm. as well, don't you? But yeah. I think one of the main things is, as you say, you know, it's a people thing. So just put yourself in the other person's shoes. You know, Absolutely. if it was your food delivery, oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> take it away, we'll starve. <laughs> well, that week out maybe but yeah so um I think that's really important isn't it is just being able to imagine what it would be like for yourself and as yeah. you say we could all tell some pretty wild stories about what people get up to and I guess um counting to 10 is one of my favorite lessons in life yeah <laughs> you yeah. never know what you're gonna hear when the phone yeah. goes so um yeah, yeah. You learn a lot don't you about people for sure <laughs> you do <laughs> you do the world's full of wonderful people yeah but and, deal with it sorry. yes exactly yeah what whatever comes you deal with it and most people are just so lovely anyway and really grateful they are yeah so that's cool so do you think um it's a good time to get into SA? do you think it's a good time now to be fair, I, I would say any time is a good time. Don't listen to the naysayers out there because there are lots of people at the moment who are spreading the word that, you know, oh, service accommodation, unless you're a high flyer and you're prepared to do this, to do that, it's not going to work for you. That's rubbish. Things are going to change. Legislation will come in. And yes, it will weed out the people that don't want to do it professionally. So mm. I would say, yes, it's still a good time to be in it. And the better service you can provide the more likely you are to to ride the storm and sort of come through and be one of the ones that are still here. And, you know, and you don't have to be offering top notch, mega expensive accommodations to be one of those people, which is, you know, some of the word that's being sent out at the moment. So, yeah, I think now the right areas, right time is definitely, you know, get in there while all the new legislation's coming in and get yourself set up properly and you will do well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is such a range of, service you can offer isn't there so as you say some people do the luxury high-end and then there's the consistent sort of contractors and all sorts of things in between and huge mm -hmm. market of course depending on where you are yeah. um but 
Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you've got going on at the moment as well in your business? Because I think you've got some regular kind of guests, which sounds yeah. perfect to me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've just been, well, I say lucky. It actually took a bit of work on my part, but um, I've got my apartments and a local business contacted me and asked if I had a two bed, two bath apartment because they were relocating from the area they were currently in to Staines and they needed a two bed, two bath apartment for one of their members of staff. But at the time, I didn't actually have anything free that I could give them. And I was like, oh, this is this is what, like something I really want because they were telling me it was a long term like thing they were looking for. So I was like, OK, what do I do? So I, I went around the agent and said, look, you know, do you have anything? I really need something. One came up and it was a bit more expensive than what I would normally pay for rent. But I already had the discussion with the um, the company. What was their budget? And I knew that it would still work, you know, even though it was slightly more expensive. And so I thought, right, OK, I'm going to take it on. So I took it on, contacted her and I said, oh, you know, I've, I've got somewhere for you. You know, when do you want it from? Oh, well, at the moment, the leases haven't gone through, she said. So um, we're not quite sure when we're moving. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not, not what I wanted to hear. So I was like, OK, fine. Well, just let me just let me know when you're ready. So I just put it out on the open market and it actually did really well because it's actually a really nice apartment. So yeah. still getting good rates. So um, and then she came to me and she says to me, right, OK, this is when we're moving. Would would the property be available from that time? So I said, yeah, that's fine. I'll block it out now so that, you know, I'll block it for three months because that was what at the time, you know, she just just do it three months at a time. I said, and then you can let me know once you're in how much longer you want it for. Then she took that one on and she just said to me, look, you know, let's block it for a year because we're, we're going to need it for at least a year. So I was nice. like, she went, and have you got another two bed, two bath? And I was like, <laughs> So I've got another one. I have. So, yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, don't leave it with me. It's fine. <laughs> so eventually, over the period of time, she's taken on all of my apartments, basically. Wonderful. And, and they just keep going month after month. And I believe from conversations I've had with her, this will be for years. So as long as I can keep the apartments, yeah, keep her. Um, and the the beauty of this sort of model is that it is so much less involvement so literally mm -hmm. all I do is issue her an invoice every month that gets paid within a couple of days so I know up front I've got all of the rents covered all of the mm -hmm. bills covered um, I literally have to get the apartment cleaned once a week and that is it that is all I have to do so yeah. even Love now it's, it's now even that good that what the way they work is their employees can only come for three months at a time so they come from India on a visa mm -hmm. They can only come for three months at a time. So they change every three months. Right. Now don't even have to go and meet the new incomings. Oh, wow. The outgoings deal with the incomings for me. And then she says, don't worry, you don't have to go and meet them. They're just so they chill. Just hand over. And so, yeah, it's like my dream client. So Love that. So it goes to show everybody that you can get the clients before the property, get the properties yeah. to match up. So... Yeah. I think that's the ideal way to do it. And I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Again, I put myself out for her and I made sure that I got what she was looking for. So, you know, and I think that's really important is listen to your client. What do they want? What What are they after? Yeah. That's really, really important. So, yeah, yeah. to me, it's just brilliant now. So that is absolutely key, isn't it? Because if yeah. you'd got that slightly wrong, they'd have gone somewhere else. So, yeah. well, I knew. Yeah. So, Really good lesson for everybody there as well to learn from you. 
And I haven't thought about this earlier, but you've got expertise in the tax arena. So I know you'll be able to help people a lot with that kind of thing. Can you just share a little bit about that as well? Because it's important for everybody, isn't it? So, yeah, so I'm a bookkeeper. Um, So one of the things I do as well is I do help people who've got service accommodation businesses with their bookkeeping. And again, it's quite a, a key area that I would teach people a bit about because you really need to get your books set up right from the word go don't think oh I'll worry about it when I've got to file my year-end accounts that's not the way to run a business you know you need to basically make the most of the income that's coming in I've got strategies that I can teach you and how to do that um, and basically yeah tax again we all we've, if you're in the industry you've heard of Tom's the VAT um, system which now has been proved that as rent to rent operators, we can use the Tom scheme for VAT, which again, something I would go through for people. But if you can't use the Tom scheme, you need to know when you've got to be back registered. Um, and you really also need a good property accountant who can work with you as well. So and, and advise you on the best sort of setup, best tax benefits for you. It really is key. So, so many people don't do it. And it's the worst thing they can do. You know, you don't just set up a business and look at your bank account and think, oh, yeah, I've got money in my bank account. It doesn't work like that. You need to know what you're doing with that money. How is it going to be spent? You know, how, can I prepare for this? Can I prepare for that? So, yeah. so yeah, I think that's it's a key fundamental thing that I would definitely bring in to help people. Awesome. Yeah, that's so true because you need, uh, obviously, revenue is really important, but your costs are pretty high in the industry. Mm-hmm. And just because you're serving people and all the rents you might pay and all of this kind of thing, depending on whether you're an owner or rent to rent, as you say. So I think that's extremely valuable for people. Mm-hmm. So um, something I outsource completely, I have to say, just recorded it, <laughs> handed it over because it's not my area. So I think that's going to be a real boost for people to to learn all about that from you. So that's right. yeah, I mean, it's not something people would do necessarily themselves because again, we're not, you know, we're not experts in certain things. Like I'm not an expert in marketing, so I wouldn't try and do my own marketing yeah. out to somebody else. But initially when you first start, you you not not might not necessarily be able to afford that. So you can help yourself by doing some stuff yourself just you know and just the basics to help yourself get going but if you don't do it at all that's when the problem comes in because if you don't do it at all it all builds up then you've got to find someone who can go and catch it all up for you which then becomes expensive mm. so, you know if you're only small you can outsource it relatively cheaply yeah so, you know it, it's definitely and it, it is a key fundamental of business don't just let that side of things go so so yeah yeah and um yeah so what's the saying um revenue is vanity profit is sanity is that right so and as well as providing an amazing service and your vision for your business that's what you're there for so i think it's the bottom line isn't it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and you need to know how to utilize that profit that profit as well so that's to say that's a strategy that i do that you know, most people just see the money in the bank, they pay themselves and that's it. But you need to prepare for things. So the, the way I work is you actually put money aside to prepare for things. So yeah, it's quite a good way to do. And I think probably the booking.com thing that's happened recently where they haven't paid people out. Yeah. You haven't got spare cash in the bank. That, that's a big problem for you. 
yeah you know by putting money aside you can cover those sort of eventualities yes there's some consternation isn't there in the community because i mean we always collected payments but um booking.com haven't been paying out for a while i gather and some people are thousands aren't they so hopefully they will Mm -hmm. do that soon and it is just a glitch in the system like they say and not anything more sinister so Mm -hmm. fingers crossed for everybody who's owed money there but you're right you know anything you don't have money aside for you're kind of a bit stuffed Uh so and collect your own money and get direct bookings is what i would also say (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) up front (laughs) oh absolutely yeah it's your money it's in your hands nobody else's it's you know under your control so yeah yeah. oh well this sounds like such valuable stuff everybody and your enthusiasm and all your experience i think it's going to help people so much linda so great and so to finish off in a little while our conversation i've got some quick fire questions for you and they may or may not be one word answers so quick one with linen would you hire or buy it depends <laughs> <laughs> you know if you've only got one apartment you might just want to buy some linen and, and just be able to wash it yourself or whatever but as you grow hiring has got to be the way because yeah. you know it's just, it's just crazy you wouldn't want to be watching all that linen so it really does depend on your circumstances and how you want to run your business so awesome Damage deposits. Take damage deposits, yes or no? And it depends. <laughs> One of the things that I sort of decided was, do I want all the hassle of damage deposits, taking it, giving it back, blah, blah, blah. When 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 Airbnb were doing it, I'd just let Airbnb take a damage, damage deposit from me. But for booking.com, I was certainly never going to turn up at a property and try and take cash from someone. And for the strike fees that you pay when you take a deposit and then you lose the fees because you've got, you know, when you return it, they return the whole amount to the customer. They don't take off the fees. So I just decided anything other than Airbnb, I wasn't taking deposits. And, you know, touch wood, never felt full down a bit. So awesome. And Netflix, do you ever provide Netflix? Yes or no? Depends. I provided it, but never paid for an account. If people wanted to log in, they could. But I believe now that Netflix are trying to stop that, aren't they? So, but, um, you know, you've got to bear in mind, it's an additional cost to your business. And, you know, is it a cost you can afford? If it is, then maybe, yes, it's something you want to provide to people. But if it's not, I don't necessarily see it as a necessity. It's never been an issue. So, no. A lot of people actually have their own accounts, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for those little little tips. And what would you say is the best tip you've ever been given? Um, Best tip I've ever given, I suppose, really is don't worry. You know, (laughs) don't don't worry about, oh, what if, what if this fails? Or what if it, it, it succeeds? Do you know what I mean? If you don't ever try, you don't ever know. No, you know, if I, someone had told me that when I was in my twenties, my life would probably be completely different to how it is now. Because I was always one of those that would worry, oh, what if it went wrong? Mm. Oh, I can't do that just in case. But now I, I don't. I've completely changed now. Now I take the attitude. Well, if I don't try, I'll never know. So I think that is absolutely key. So, 
very sage advice if you don't do anything nothing's going to happen um, yeah <laughs> you can be assured you're not going to fail but you're not going to do anything either so yeah and if you fail you learn you know yeah. and you, you think right like I said when we first started yeah we we made mistakes but that's how you learn you can't you can't learn if you don't make mistakes if you don't make mistakes then there's something not right so mm. somewhere you will make a mistake and it will fail massively so we all nothing's ever perfect in life so no exactly as nike says just do it (laughs) just do it and grow have courage that's what i say (laughs) yeah i love that so don't worry that's cool well it's been brilliant to chat to you and thanks so much for sharing this with everybody and I know you'll be sharing so much more wisdom and you'll be interviewing gas and taking this to a whole new level so I'm just so grateful to you Linda and I'm so excited for you and um, I'm grateful to you Sally you know and thank you for giving me this opportunity it's as I say it was something I was looking to and what a better person to take over from you know you're fantastic you've done really well you know obviously I hope for your journey going forward that you get everything that you desire as well so because you certainly deserve it oh thank you you're very kind mm-hmm. who knows where it will lead i'll be shining a light somewhere doing something yeah, exactly. <laughs> and brilliant at it whatever it is that you do so oh, bless you thank you oh uh, well thanks for coming wonderful to see you and chat and you thank you thanks sally sharing the secrets of success